the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, inviting you to join the fight to end human trafficking. Look in the eyes to see. Look in me straight to leave. You give me all I need. So give me courage to believe. Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. You were in the neighborhoods we live in. You were in the ones we're passing by. You were in the ones we call our neighbors. And the ones who still sleep Now here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. And welcome to another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We are in studio today and excited about our guest. But before I introduce him, I want to say how we're missing our fearless leader who's on another assignment today. But Vanessa, we love you and go and continue to do great things and good stuff. We have today in studio another partner in justice He's a, a dear friend and happens to be one of my pastors, Mr. Nate Glaze. Hello. Hey, Nate. Nate is the local and global outreach pastor at my home church, Bridges Community Church in Fremont. And that's where he has been serving since 2004. And I'm just so excited. Today is going to be so great. So, so, so great. His focus there, his focus and his passion is seeing the local church get outside of the walls of the church That's what we're going to be talking about today and be the church in the community because isn't that whom we're called to, right? Jesus said, go into the world. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. He is actively, and I I would probably add more than actively, but actively engaged in uh, work within the homeless community here in our local area of Fremont and Alameda County here in California, but internationally as well. He is engaged in mobilizing uh, teams to work with orphans um, along the U.S. and Mexican border, as well as leading teams and training and supporting leaders in Vietnam who are pioneering a holistic uh, children's ministry movement there. So welcome, Nate. Thanks. It's great to be here. I'm so glad you're here. I've been wanting to do this for a while, and it just happened to happen today. And I'm so, 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 so grateful. So tell us, how did you come about this field of work? What what sparked you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I was serving uh, in kind of pastoral ministry for several years. I was involved uh, in youth ministry here at Bridges and before that, kind of okay. where I'm from, up in Oregon. 
Um, and, and a lot of things I think God was kind of guiding me and prompting me. Um, but I, I think kind of a defining moment for me is I was, uh, I have a, a good friend of mine who's a pastor of a, a local church outside of Mexicali, Mexico, right on the border in a really poor farming community. Okay. And um, I was down with this guy and he was just kind of showing me around his church and his church uh, is a small church. It's maybe 150 people on a Easter Sunday when the weather's perfect, right? I mean, it's not yeah. like a massive church. <laughs> and they're, it's in a farm community. They're relatively poor folks that live out here in this area. And um, and yet they're right outside of Mexicali, which has a ton of problems mm. with um, some of the immigration policies and people getting kind of dumped back across the border with drug issues. There's a lot of children who are um, who are, uh, you know, homeless. And um, yeah, there's just a lot of social issues in this area. And so he was just walking me through. He goes, man, this is the vision that God has given me. And I, our church, they had started a, a small orphanage at about 30 kids. And he walked me over to this piece of like desert out there and goes, and, and this is where we're going to build this other building. And we're going to house uh, <laughs> another 40 uh, adolescent kids. And over wow. here, over here, we want to build this place for, for drug addiction, for, um, for women, for uh, like, and then over here for men <laughs> and for here for senior citizens who get abandoned um, as their family goes across the border to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this and I'm in my head, I'm thinking, you can't do that. You don't have the resources, right? <laughs> you got 150 folks that go to your church. You don't have the budget. You don't have the volunteers to do it. Um, but it was super convicting because I was thinking about our own church bridges mm-hmm. and we have we're here in the Silicon Valley, right? We've right. got financial resources. We've got hundreds of volunteers. And I wouldn't have thought our church could do any one of those things. Right. right. Much less all of them. And right. I just thought, wow, if God is calling him to do that, how is our church really having this limited view of what God is calling our church to right. do? Wow. Right. Yeah. And so that to me um, kind of just started this process rolling in my head of going, okay, how can we as a church really make an impact in our community and our world? Yes. How do we dream bigger? How do we hear the voice of God and just be blown away by mm-hmm. it and really activate our people to get involved? Because that's really right. what it's about, right? right? Right. You know, it's so interesting that you say that. And first of all, please forgive me. I forgot to introduce our co-host, Ms. Rache is in the house as well. I was waiting for that. I'm so it's sorry. Okay. She's sitting right here in front of me, and it's like, let's get to it. <laughs> Welcome again, hey, Ms. Rachet. You know, I hear you talk about the, the scene there when you were in, right. in, that, um, in that area. And isn't it just like when we go on, on trips like that, the people we we think we're going there to serve, but they, yeah. their um, ideas, their vision, their their view of things is so different from ours. They can see it, yeah. But we we put on our Western world, and we're like, you can't do that. How are you going to do that? Right. They get it done. Yeah. With nothing. It's like seeing God because he's a limitless God Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there's nothing that he couldn't, you know, that he can't do. And they see the limitless. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly for who he is. Right. (laughs) Right. But we're going, well, what's our business plan? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. We're going to have to, you know, plan this out, structure this right quick. You know, it's like, no, God's going to do it. He can. Absolutely. He sure can. And you mentioned, um. We're going to get into a little bit later, you know, about 
the church and churches and what, right. you know, being that community is about. But so that was the start for you. Yeah. So then what happened? You know, um, kind of in our own kind of church, it was a process where we were um, able to to bring on another pastor. And just I think our whole leadership team really just felt this conviction that, OK, if we're going to staff an, another position at this church, mm-hmm. Let's let's make this about somebody who's really focused on getting our people outside the walls of our church to mm-hmm. make an impact in the community. And um, yeah, so me personally, I was kind of advocating for this. I didn't think that was necessarily what God was calling me to do because mm-hmm. I was the youth ministry guy. I was <laughs> serving kids, right? That was my, my thing. And yet, um, as I kept advocating for this, and, and I wasn't alone in my advocate. Everybody right. else was, yeah, that's right. where we need to go. And then it was just, you know, I remember one of the the guys on our elder team goes, well, is this what God's calling you to do? Mm. And, Mm. you know, going, you know what? I Maybe. That wasn't what I was planning, what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So now I'm just really having just a lot of – it's so fun for me. I'm super stoked to just see our people making an impact. And some of it's kind of structural. It's like things that we can do as a church. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. And some mm-hmm. of it's just people doing stuff and us getting excited about that. You right. Know? Right. That That's so interesting. It it does take someone asking that question. Is right. this what God is calling you to do? For sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was the same way, you yeah. know, in this uh, anti-trafficking movement. I never knew that that was where I would land. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me seeing it on a missions trip, mm. you know, with my own eyes in another country, you know, mm. to find out it's happening right here in my own to, you know, I was a teacher in the classroom, you know, loving teaching music. That that's right, me. Right, right. That's what I do. Right. Loving it. And then I got shot with that bullet mm-hmm. of, you know? Yeah. There's something that, something there for you. There is something that you can do, right? And um, something that needs to be done and how you can be involved to help. And then I was, you know, learning about the information about trafficking and and the trafficking of children. You know, never mm-hmm. in my wildest dreams would I have thought. Right. Um, I could not just go on, you know, yeah. and just be that teacher who just continues to learn and learn. You know, we're always learning, Mm -hmm. but not putting what I was learning to action. Mm. And um, that was the spark for me. And then if you told me I would have been a co-host on a radio show talking about that, that's a whole different. Exactly. (laughs) Thinking about how I feel. I usually dread that. Is God calling you to this? Like, I don't know what he's calling. I haven't picked up the phone. I don't know. (laughs) I, I can't see it. So, you know. But you never know. Well, we're going to pick up right back um, on this topic with another segment of Abolition Radio. Stay tuned after the commercial break. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And thanks, Dave. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. I'm Benita Hopkins hosting today, and we have in studio with us, Shay and I, Mr. Nate Glaze, 
from Bridges Community Church. So, Nate, we briefly touched on in the last segment um, the church being um, being the church. Right, right. Right? Coming outside of our walls, mm-hmm. you know, those four walls, and, you know, being Jesus to the world. Yeah. You know, uh, in this fight against trafficking, in this movement, um, we as an organization, Love Never Fails, feel that's who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a parachurch. We are we are a church advocating for um, victims of this crime, as well as perpetrators of this crime, because we believe in their restoration as well. Hmm. Could you um, bring us or tell us about, um, give us a, a biblical emphasis we can stem from? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think for... For me, this is crucial, right? This mm. is this is the foundation for our motivation. If mm. we just are trying to be good people or be good global citizens or do the right thing, I think at least I am not that strong of a person. That mm. I burn out on that, right? Mm. I, I want that. I, I enjoy that, but it, it doesn't motivate me. And I think as a Christian, my foundation is in the Bible, right? And so... And really beyond the Bible, because the Bible shows us the very heart of God. Mm. And I want to reflect that. I want that to be my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think growing up in, in conservative churches, I think um, a lot of the churches I grew up in really emphasized the spiritual, mm. right? It was about evangelism, which I I believe is absolutely crucial to our faith. And it's about kind of the internal work that God is doing in our life, but there wasn't a lot of emphasis on the external, Mm. right? And I think that's something I've really been growing in as I've seen, like, you know, you just look in scripture, you starting all the way back in the Old Testament, back in Deuteronomy, God is Mm. setting up a nation of Israel, a nation that's supposed to be so um, focused on him, so godly that Mm. the nations of the world will see them and will become worshipers of God as a result, right? And in Deuteronomy, he sets up this plan for social justice, mm. this year of Jubilee where debts will be forgiven, where um, foreigners will be protected, you know, that that somebody can't get so much power over somebody to dominate somebody forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Israel kind of goes through and Israel does what Israel does. We see that in the Old right, Testament. Right. And we come to the prophets and what does God hold them accountable to, mm. right? He says, first off, you guys have walked away from me. You've mm. started worshiping all these other false idols. Mm. And as a result, you're no longer a people of justice. Mm. You're no longer holding up my Sabbath, my mm. um, my year of Jubilee, the mm. year of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And you're taking advantage of people. You are um, taking advantage of the foreigners, of the widows and the orphans, those who have the least um, agency within society. Mm. Um, and so we see that throughout. And so... Then we come into the New Testament, right? Mm-hmm. And what does Jesus do? Does Jesus go, no, it's just about the spiritual now. Right, right, no. right, right, right. He's starting off his ministry. He's sitting with some some teachers, right? And they mm-hmm. hand him a scroll. Right. And, oh, let's look at Isaiah, 50, or Isaiah 61. Yeah. And he starts quoting that. And he says, yeah. this is who I'm about. I'm yes. about bringing restoration. I'm about bringing sight to the blind and yes. healing. Um. And then we see the early church, right, mm-hmm. in the book of Acts mm-hmm. and in the epistles. They pick that up and they say, no, this is foundational for what it means for us to live our faith out, that we are a people of justice, mm-hmm. that we are a people of restoration. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what motivates the church. That's what motivates me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, how does our church and 
specifically our our local body of bridges, but more <laughs> generally the churches of mm-hmm. this community, the yes. churches of our area, the churches of our world. Right. How do we reflect a community of justice? Yes. You mm. know? yes. And that's it's a beautiful picture that I think when we reflect that, I think the world right. sees that and goes, that that yes. God is beautiful. Yes. And it and we can make such an impact when we reflect that or when we catch on to that flame. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's what I love so much about our church, um, the, the, the cultural community that mm-hmm. we have. Tell, tell the listening audience who may not know about Bridges Community in Fremont yeah. about our church a little bit. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I love being at Bridges. Me too. Um, it's Me a too. great place to be. It's a very diverse community. We worship in six different languages. Right. Um, and so when you come on to our campus, if you were to just hang out on the patio, you might not know what language we speak, right? Because <laughs> there's lots of different languages being spoken. And even within our English um, service, I, there's uh, there's probably no majority of any one right. culture, right? right? Um, and, and I think that's really neat. But we're in kind of a rich area. And one of the things I'm most excited about recently is we're in Mission San Jose here in Fremont, which mm-hmm. is very academic, very Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, and throughout the last maybe year, I've seen more and more uh, our community embracing um, those who suffer most within our community. Mm-hmm. And we have a whole uh, a group of homeless folks that come mm-hmm. and are, they're not just coming to be served. They are fully a part of our right. community. You would not know that they were the home, from the homeless community. Right. And yeah. they're, they're engaged. They're yes. serving. They're yes. participating. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are one. It's not right. like... Okay, we as rich folks are going to serve right. you poor folks. Right. We are right. we are one church. Exactly. And again, I think that reflects because community really, I think injustice, when we start talking about social justice, mm. one thing that we as a church have that I don't think any other social agency mm. or other thing has is we are a community. That mm-hmm. is at our identity. We're right. the body of right. Christ. Right. So when we bring justice to a area of injustice, right. we also bring community. Right. So we cannot just serve somebody in specific physical needs, we can invite people to be a part of our community. Right. And I think that's a beautiful picture, right? It's a beautiful picture. And I think, you know, every church has their mission, mm-hmm. um, their vision and that type of thing. And I think um, that's one of the things that, in my opinion, we do well at, at Bridges. Um, just recently, you want to tell them about the series that I was a part of and how we had those community I love the uh, community conversations, community discussions. I forgot what we called yeah, them yeah, yeah. in between services. I think that was great. You know, right. how many churches that, you know, are out there who might give that opportunity for people to just discuss topics that typically you don't discuss in church? Yeah. So for us, that particular series, we tried to kind of uncover some difficult subjects, right. stuff that you're not supposed to talk about at the dinner table. Tell right? them that theme that I'm slipping my mind right now, what the theme was mm-hmm. for that series. Do you want to pick that up, co-host over here? What that? No, yeah, because I totally don't go to that church, but since no, the, it'll come back. It'll come I, back. We'll I'm get it. I'm going we'll to blink. I, I am was, too. It, but yeah. it'll come back. Go ahead. Sure. But tell them about it. Yeah, so you know, we we talked in our services about some really tough subjects, and the one that you were part of specifically was how do we as a church address social justice, and more specifically, mm-hmm. kind of in this country with such ugly race um, need for race reconciliation, mm-hmm. right? How do we have that discussion? And I thought one of the really cool things is after the service, we had kind of a town hall meeting, which you were a part of, yeah. and 
it kind of allowed us to come and to speak those things that you're not supposed to talk about, right? Those right. things that right. um, are deep in your heart. And uh, yeah, and it was painful in some ways, right? We had to deal with our racism. We had to deal with our biases and our our brokenness, but we also got to hear from each other. Right. And, right. Um, and that's, yeah, that restoration happens there. And it was, it was really special. I know for me, that was the highlight of mm. the series was great, but that was a highlight to get there to, to be a part of those discussions and to hear, you know, other people's opinions yeah. and, you know, where they were drawing their, uh, their strength mm-hmm. and that type thing. Um, we we will figure out what that that series was because it was off the chain good, off the chain. Yeah, hey, I'll come up with it during the break, probably right after we get done with this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll I'll, both I'll remember. remember. We'll both remember. But um, we're going to take a break, another break here, and come back and talk about ways maybe maybe your church is not reaching beyond the walls, the four walls. And maybe you um, might want some ideas. We're going to come and talk about some ways that we do it. You know, you don't have to do it like we do it, but it might help to give you an idea of um, how we can be the body, be the church for the sick people, not the the well people, but those who are sick. And Shay, you can add in some of the things you guys do there at New Hope as well. I was actually thinking about them. Okay, we'll be right back. For another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're having fun, as usual, here in the studio. But those of you who have heard me um, share this before, my life verse is uh, learn to do good, seek justice, defend the cause of orphans, and fight for the rights of widows. And that's just what I, when I get up in the morning, I proceed to do and churches as well mm-hmm. you know have visions and missions and that type of thing and Shay you were um, mentioning something very profound there in the break can you tell our listening aud- audience what you were talking what you were saying yeah while well, Pastor Nate was uh, talking about uh, Deuteronomy mm-hmm. and how God was building up the nation of Israel I believe God gave me a word about that just in um for us all right now. So Israel is no longer a one nation people. It is a collective of many from whom God has chosen that he has selected that once was originally planted in law, but is now being reaped with love. Mm. So the many faces and characteristics of who we are make up what God wants to be projected to the world through love. Mm. And in seeing that, we become a greater community when we go out. Mm. Love never fails, right? Yeah. You know, Um, you know, we were talking about a series that we had at our church. It was cutting through the noise. And um, Nate mentioned how, you know, we we talked on various subjects. And that's just one way that 
you know, that was a God inspired thing, I'm sure, for the pastoral team, you know, um, to come up with the series and then how they put the pieces together. And what amazed me, it wasn't put together like I would have thought that mm. it would be, you know, the various right, right. topics. And um, I won't put you on the spot to try to help you remember what those topics were other than justice and restoration, the one that I was on that week. But, right, um, I preached that sermon, so I remember that one for sure. But uh, but um, there were there were many of them, and it was about a six yeah. week series yeah, it was like or five so. or six weeks. Yes, on human life and yes. suffering, and you know, um, yeah, these issues that affect all of us. Right, right? they're deeply personal to right. us. Yet, um, it's not something that's probably cool to talk about at a you know. At like Thanksgiving. You right. You know, like right. that you typically wouldn't. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to talk to Uncle Bill about that. Right. You know, so. particularly if you want to keep peace exactly. in the family. Exactly. But do we not talk about it? We need to talk about it. Absolutely. You know, and that's how um, things get done, addressing the issue rather than putting it under the rug. And by putting it, putting it under the rug causes it to fester. Yeah. And at some point that boil is going to explode. Right, right. And that's when we have problems like we have seen in our country here of late. And mm-hmm. that's not the way to do it. But what are some ways, Shave, that um, you guys, because you guys have Feed My Sheep. You guys do a great job there in your church in Hayward. Yeah, just kind of um, touching on, um, like Pastor Nate was saying, sometimes maybe you don't have the passion. Like mm-hmm. God does tell us to go out into the world, you know, to other nations mm-hmm. and maybe he hasn't spoken that to you quite yet, but maybe in a different way or a different type of support, or maybe your nation is just the community around you. Mm. So um, I know like at New Hope Christian Fellowship, where I mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm. Um, there's Feed My Sheep. Pastor um, Timothy Russell. And Pastor Victor Cervantes. Yes. <laughs> Cha-cha-cha. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just reaching out to the community, whether it's feeding a meal, collecting donations of clothes and holding a day where they can come and just be feel loved and just love on them and pour into their life with a hot meal and a shower. A, right? Yeah. We actually have the shower van yes. coming back. And also we've had medical van mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. a dental van and just about probably networking and other resources, you know, and um, leveraging with, that community. Definitely. Because there are people out there who want to help. Right. Yeah. Right. I know we um, work with Compassion Network, and you yeah. do a lot of work there with them. Yeah, I think, you know, the kind of the cool thing is, is I don't think any one church or any one person has to do it all, right? Exactly, because we can't. No. there's No two. one organization, we can't. Right. Yeah. But I also firmly believe that the body of Christ yes. is fully equipped and has all the resources necessary to right. meet all the needs of our world. Right. And so... Um, but, you know, we were talking in the first segment just about how it's so much easier to come up with God's vision, you know, for somebody else, but not for yourself. <laughs> right. And I think sometimes it, it is really pointing the finger back at ourselves and saying, mm. God, what are you calling me to do? Mm. Um, and how, you know, what are you calling our church to do? If you have leadership within your church mm-hmm. um, or even within portions of your church, how do you um, how do you listen to the Holy Spirit and call people with you to go and to serve? Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think sometimes as a pastor, I, my heart is to create programs to activate people in ministry. Not mm-hmm. that the programs are the goal, but hopefully mm-hmm. it gives people a taste. It gets them involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it also works the other way. I think the congregation should be going to their pastors and saying, Ooh. 
we got more to do. Yeah. Let's do this. Don't tell me that, though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> not you. Everybody else in different churches. But, yeah. I mean, I don't think, you know, if we let the, the churches, the church leadership team, mm-hmm. be kind of the chokehold of all Christian ministry, mm. we miss out, right? We we suffocate. Exactly. Really. Yes. You know, that that's so interesting. Um, you know, some of the projects I love— they seem to always fall on days where I have other <laughs> love nerve hill commitments. Sure. But um, we have impact days. Yeah. You know, they're just small things that any community can do. Right. And tell them about our impact days. I think they're powerful. Yeah. So, I mean, at, at Bridges, one of the things we do, kind of our habit um, is four times a year, we have an impact day. We just get involved in projects within our community. So um, they can be things from partnering with different agencies in our community, um, whether it's homeless shelters or, uh, you know, the food bank, things like that. Or mm-hmm. sometimes we do just kind of weird stuff like, you know, we'll find out if somebody, the, the city code uh, enforcement team has let us know about, okay, we've got people who have hoarding issues. So mm-hmm. we'll send 50 people in with a dumpster to just throw stuff away and kind of provide that that boost to somebody to help them on that. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, that was fun. That was We've done that a couple of times now. Um, I know one time you guys helped us with one of our homes mm-hmm. to build um, a play structure yeah. um, at our house, and that was super beneficial cool. for the children there at our home, and we really appreciated that. That was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Know, I know we do the car washes and, and mm-hmm. bike um, fixing up yep. for children and yeah, we got a whole team that just kind of Frankenstein's old bikes together to, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and we give them out yeah. to a lot of people who, you know, homeless community or mm-hmm. people who need it for transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's cool is I really think that the goal, again, is not like these four times a year for us. Right. That's just the tool, right? right. The goal is right. that I start hearing about people serving and maybe partnering with these different organizations or right. starting their own ministries because they got right. vision. Right, right. That makes me... Um... Like, I know in our church, we talk about, like, not waiting or, of course, we have our pastors right. and we have maybe those, you know, in the leadership of the church. Ministry like, leaders. Ministry, yeah. yeah. Right, right, but right. not waiting on them to spark right. up the idea or right. not waiting on them to tell you that we are, right. we all are functional parts of the body. So right. whatever the gift that God has right. given you, if whether or not you have to pray to ask him to show you what it is, but it can be used. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And Hands some, and feet, yeah, right? some yeah. form of way, you know, you your, your gift could be anything right. from making a sandwich to cleaning the right. church to going out and, you know, right. picking up trash, anything, right. you know, in, in your community yep. and just using what you got and not waiting to say, uh, if I had this, right. you, you got everything right. you need right now. Right. And that's one of the things we do do on our um, our day where the whole congregation, you know, the, the whole church on a Sunday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we will, you know go clean the school across the street or I know I was on the feed the homeless group Mm -hmm. and loved it because you know that's what we do yeah right um but giving those opportunities and it can be just the simple things it doesn't have to be super extravagant right or cost a lot of money right you know the simple things and those are also very very special Well, we'll be right back with another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. 
and thanks, Dave. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. And once again, we have in studio Pastor Nate Glaze from Bridges Community Church. So, Nate, I know you spend a lot of time, um, and we as a church are a part of the Compassion Network here in Fremont. Is it also all of Alameda County? It's, uh, we, we really are pretty focused at kind of the Tri-City areas. Okay, although, and, so Tri-City. And Hayward, too. So that's... Uh, Fremont, Fremont, Union City, City and Newark, Newark, and mm-hmm. then a little spillover yeah, into yeah, Hayward because yeah. we're all right there. Right. Can you tell us more about the Compassion Network? Cool. Yeah. If, if if you've not heard of this or if you're kind of looking for maybe a model in your own city, I've just been mm-hmm. a part of this uh, last maybe four or five years. And I think it's a, a beautiful model. So in Fremont here and kind of the Tri-City area, we've got a network of churches that um, together we about 10 years ago realize that, man, there are all these needs in our community. How can we be more strategic about reaching them? And mm-hmm. so um, the, the the pastors at the time came up with this idea for Compassion Network. And um, in Fremont, we have kind of a family resource center, which yes. is all the kind of social agencies in Fremont. Right down the street, huh? Yeah, right down the street. <laughs> yeah. They're all in one building. So they put an office in down there, a Compassion Network office. And basically the clients come in there and um, – and we have case managers, people that kind of walk them through, hey, what's your needs? Where are you at? And and then they take those needs and they send them out to thousands of volunteers who are at our partner churches. Mm-hmm. And what's cool is it's a very organic way for volunteers to jump on and pick up those those opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, a good example of that would be like, I, I remember one time I, I met a family. They had just come over from Afghanistan. He mm-hmm. was uh, an interpreter with the U.S. Army, but um, is... Afghanistan. So he gets asylum over to the U.S., mm. shows up, has nothing, mm. no furniture, no mm. pots, no pans. Um, he ended up getting into an apartment, but it was an empty apartment. Mm. And uh, so we put out this need to the, the volunteers. Hey, we need all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And not only do people say, I have that stuff, they physically figured out ways to get it to wow. his apartment That's and uh, for his family. And um, I just think is is a really kind of a cool way for us to serve our community. Yeah. In a, a real that's practical being the way. hands and feet, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, they just brought it on over. That's super super cool. Um, wow, something you said while you were speaking of that, and it's just flipped my mind, skipped my mind at the moment. But I know that maybe your church um, is looking for ways to that you can actively. Um, do more outside of your four walls. Um, maybe if you're here in this area, you can check out Compassion Network right. here in Fremont. But if you're listening outside of the area, check for a similar yeah, type yeah. of um, uh, organization or community-based group in your area and get plugged in. It's about relationship. Absolutely. And um, developing those relationships, whether civically or, um, you know, non-governmentally, mm-hmm. however, but um, developing those relationships and getting involved. Not, like Shay said earlier, not waiting to be told to do something, yeah, yeah, yeah. but find that special something that maybe you do well or know that you can help with and setting out to do it. Um, what are some of the things? I know I pretty much think that Compassion Network has helped us with our homes mm-hmm. at, at some point. I know um, we typically have uh, food drives yep. for Thanksgiving and, and Easter. Yep. And I know we have, um, uh, the church has helped our 
our homes with that as well, yeah. providing meals, those special meals, you know, for those right. special occasions. Because everybody wants to feel apart and mm-hmm. feel special during that those times. What are some other things that Compassion Network? Yeah, I mean, uh, over Christmas time, we do a big toy uh, distribution, and we sh- switched it up lately, which has been really cool, where the, the moms and dads actually get to come shop for their kids. Oh, that's right. Uh, which is really beautiful. So it's not just, okay, here's a toy, go give right. this to your kid. But you pick out the toy. We right. want you to be um, to be the one physically, right. you know, picking this for your kid and giving it to your kid. So, so no one else is doing it for you. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where that, that relationship is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just about providing services for people because mm-hmm. there are plenty of great places to provide services. Right. But how do we do that in such a way where we are being the body of Christ? Right. Um, and... And building long-term relationships, even if it's through short-term projects or right. one-off days or things like right. that. Um, yeah, so Compassion Network does that. They um, are real involved in Make a Difference Day, which mm. is kind of a yes. na- nationwide, you know, and they help set up projects and things. Yeah. That was my oh. first introduction to them was on a oh, Make cool. a Difference Day. And I want to say it was their very first one. Could and be. that was really um, special because they had a, a, a tra- human trafficking awareness yeah. Time and I was able to come and share. Nice. And um so it was about the work that we do and um it may have even been before my Love Never Fails time, but mm. it was you know, it was really good. That's how I learned about Compassion Network. But I think you you brought out a good point um in the example of the Christmas toys. That's something just very simple. You know, if your church, you know, the people bring a toy you know, and yeah, bring yeah, yeah. all of these toys and let Compassion Network know they will send the people to come get the toys <laughs> right, because right. they're a whole lot. There is a lot of need. You totally. know, you, you can't have too many, I yeah, guess yeah. is what I'm saying. So that's something really simple. Right. You know, and it doesn't have to be just at Christmas time. It could be, you know, at any time. No, to some extent, I mean. As churches, it's easier to arrange uh, and to kind of motivate people during the holidays because right. right. people are more That's easy. Yeah. benevolent or what right. have you, you know. Right. But uh, some of the biggest needs are in those other times of year. They right? are in those other times. Um, right now where it's yes. raining and it's yes. wet and it's cold, yes. you know, um, coming up with tarps and things like that and blankets, right. sleeping bags. Right. Um, we always, when we do outreach, we, are, we always have those socks. I mean, and yeah, we have yeah, yeah. socks year-round. Because the homeless community always ask right. for socks, even in the hot summer, they want socks because their feet are cold. For sure, you know. So those are always a need. Um, but you're right. You know, now during this time, I think uh, back in the fall, we were when it just started getting a little bit chilly. Someone donate donated to us um, these really nice. Uh, Thick, I forgot the degree temperature sleeping bags, mm-hmm. and we were able to to hand those out to cool. the the homeless community, and they were so so grateful. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, inclement weather has a lot to do with uh, those on the street. We don't think about that most times. I was even you're gonna think I'm kind of cuckoo, but the other day I was coming down the freeway and I was just looking at the trees, it was pouring down raining. Mm. And I saw a homeless encampment under some trees. And after then, as I'm driving, I'm like, wow, that's a better tree to be under, yeah. you know, than that tree. You know, mm-hmm. looking at the, the types of trees for the community because we don't have the capability. Well, 
we don't take advantage of the things we have to help the community as often. And they're on the street, you know, mm-hmm. and what do we do? You know, we can feed them as often as we can or or try to find them shelter. But there's still so many. Yeah. Right. And I, I couldn't believe that I was looking at the various trees for that purpose, mm. you know, and it just it, it struck a chord in me. You know, I just hated that that was the situation at yeah. the time. But um, we have so enjoyed um, having you here with us today and talking about um, ways that we can be um, be the church. Right. You know, uh, no one said it does not say in the Bible that the church is within four walls. Yeah. You know, it says we are the body of Christ and our bodies have various parts. Yeah. And right. every part is important and can, um, you know, they have a mission and things to do. And if we would all, like you said earlier, you said it so brilliantly, and I'm sure I'm going to mess it up, but um, you said it so, so brilliantly. If we all, like that well-oiled machine, yeah, if yeah. we all did our part, you know, we can make the world a better place. Right, right. So, you know, we need help. You know, we Love Never Fails as an organization. If your your church wants help in being more active outside of the walls, call us. <laughs> we will give you lots of help. So we'll be right back. And we'll talk about some events we have coming up in this month, Human Trafficking Awareness Month. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. And as you know, this is uh, annual Modern Day Slavery and Human Trafficking Awareness Month this whole month and there are tons of activities and events that are have been taking place and that are con- will be taking place in the coming week but um Nate I just want to thank you once again for being our guest today it's fun and um talking all about your um all about missions and and your local missions mm-hmm. here you know missions doesn't have to be out of the country it can be right in your own Samaria, right? Right, right. <laughs> so um, can you tell us any events you guys might have coming up? Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit in the last segment just about Compassion Network. Yes. And strongly encourage, uh, if you're in the Tri-City area here in kind of South Alameda County, um, get involved. Get your churches involved. Make yes. sure if, you, if your churches are already involved, just get plugged in. Yeah. Uh, it's a great it's a great ministry, and they're doing things throughout the year. Um, you know, over at Bridges, uh, we'd love to, if you guys don't have a church home or want to find a place to come out and serve sometimes on, I know like April 1st, we're having another one of our big impact days. You can yes. find out about that on our website at bridgescc.org. Um, we're also Chinese New Year's around the corner, as some of you I'm sure are aware of. And so February 4th is uh, our first kind of Chinese outreach, but that's okay. only in Chinese. So okay. unless you speak Chinese. Um, Mandarin or Cantonese. Mandarin and Cantonese, right? <laughs> and count. Uh, but if you like to eat, you could probably show up then. There's always going to be food there, right? Always. Um, and then on February 12th, we're doing a big uh, kind of, you know, all of our fellowships um, party and food and all that during our, our Sunday morning services. So Yay. come out and hang with us. It'd be fun. That will be fun. Yes. And Shay, how about you over there at um, 
New Hope. New Hope Christian Fellowship yes. at 22110 Montgomery Boulevard. Yes, Montgomery Street, but yes. Oh, okay. Thanks. My own church, right? <laughs> Go ahead. No shade. No. Okay, so uh, every Tuesday there's Feed My Sheep for mm-hmm. um, the community. Janae Shepard, yay. Me- yay. A hot meal, um, clothes, and just a place of love. And also every third Saturday, so if you... Um, it's the same thing um, where people can come get clothes, a hot yes. meal, and um, groceries. So if you have donations, if you want to donate any of those mm-hmm. items, donate your time, please do so. Yes. Also, our community store, Double Portions, at 22580 Grand Street. Yes, that is true. You're right. I was going there. That's a love never fails. Yeah. Double portion. Yes. yes. Nice. Monday through Friday, 930 to 6 p.m. Come by, donate, come by. Yes. Bye and bye. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, just to remind you that during this month, up until the 13th, actually, of um, February, Love Never Fails YCAT, Youth Commission Against Trafficking, is still having their Change for Change project. So if you would like one of our buckets to collect change to help in this fight and to help the the programs of Love Never Fails, we would love to have you. You can contact me at Benita at loveneverfailsus.com or send a shout out on our website here at um, our Facebook page here at Abolition Radio on Facebook. Also, um, next Friday, the 27th, the South Bay Coalition to End Human Trafficking will be having their annual conference at the Mexican Heritage Plaza, and that's at 1700 Allen Rock Avenue in San Jose. And we're look, having taking an intersectional approach to trafficking. So um, if you are legal services, law enforcement, community service uh, providers, um, and those working in the, the fight, or just a community member, go to the website and register for the conference. There is still space available. I know I will be moderating a panel on prevention in the classroom. Um, Vanessa and the Protect team will be on my panel. So we would love to see you come on out. And the next day, um, we'll be having our third annual Voice for the Voiceless um, rally and march mm-hmm. at Fruitvale Market, open space market there along International Boulevard. Um, the rally starts at 11, and it is sponsored by Shade um, Survivors Healing and Dedicated to Empowerment, the California Attorney General, the Alameda County DA's office, Love Never Fails, and others. And um, we would love to see you wear Kelly Green, make signs, so we'll have a really nice rally mm-hmm. there. And after the rally, we're going to march up and down International Boulevard to let that community, the blade, the track of the nation, know that we are no longer tolerating trafficking of our children um, along those streets. Mm. And um, and that one in particular, but in in our a zero tolerance community is who we are trying to be. So awesome. we always are in need of your support. We thank you for listening today. Um, if you want um, need ideas or would like to talk with us about this topic, then reach out to us on Abolition Radio at Facebook. Become one of a million to help one dollar a month. Go to our page, loveneverfailsus.com, and click on Million and donate your $1 per month. 
And that's just $12 a year to be a part to help us fight in this movement. Shay already mentioned Double Portion. Come visit us at 22580 Grand Street in Hayward. We would love to see you and purchase those little special things there that we have available. We love you all. And if you have not been told today or any other day, please know from us here at Abolition Radio that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. Our theme song, Courage to Believe, is by Justin McRoberts. Hear more about his passion for justice and art at justinmcroberts.com. Our audio engineer is Jarrell Martin, and this is Dave Naderhood. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, Thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free. You're in the neighborhoods we live in. You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors, and the ones who still escape our eyes. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.